0: Hello, I am Matt Harrison and you are listening to the cast on Sport Direct Radio, the fan podcast for all the Gearys out there. Malaga have won their first game of the season this week and we do plan in revelling in those three points on this week's podcast and we'll also be looking forward to this weekend's game against Alcocorn, a team which seems to have come up quite a lot on this podcast in recent weeks for random reasons and... As, of course, there is a lot of transfer news of players mainly leaving Malaga this week. Less, less coming-ins, but some, some exciting rumours of potential people coming in. As always, I'm joined with Chris Marquez. Chris, how are you? I'm doing fine. Hi, man. Hi. And Alex Ashmore, how are you?
1: Good evening. I'm good, thank you.
0: Good stuff. I, I had to pause for a second then and remember your surname. My mind just went blank for a minute, maybe because... <laughs> We were supposed to have another Alex on the podcast today, um, our Alcocorn Alex, um, but he can't be with us this evening. So he's going to join us next week. Hopefully he said he would. So that will be good. Um, Let's just get straight into these transfers then. Um, We'll start with our man bun right back, Miguel Sifuentes, known to me and you as Sifu. He has gone to Elche. This is no surprise, is it, Chris? This was this has been on the cards for a while.
2: Yes, <laughs> he was supposed to be in the show. Yes, we knew he had to leave and uh, he did. And I'm a bit sad about it, but I'll be OK. We have Ismail Casas.
0: Of course, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm becoming my favourite player. But we'll, we'll stick on Sifu for now. Uh, Chris, well, you, you said it first, Chris. I'll, I'll ask you first. Why are you particularly sad about this? Because... Um, I think I've said on here before, when I've gone to games with the Geary Army, I always get the sense that he's probably the player they like the most. Why do you think a lot of Malaga fans would be sad?
2: I don't know. I, I just liked him as a player and as a person. I, uh, I think he's a great person and uh, a very good, quick uh, back. And uh, I think it's somebody who we're going to miss in the squad.
0: Definitely, uh, and and what about you, Alex? What what do you think, Sifu leaving the club? What what sort of gap is he going to leave? Because Chris obviously mentioned we have a ready, we have two ready-made right backs, I suppose, with Ishmael and Calero. But what what do we lose with Sifu going?
1: I think a good, reliable right back. I definitely think he was a key member of the squad, and I also think maybe. In the next few seasons, it would have been time for him to move on. But in this current situation, I would have loved to have kept him. Obviously, it's about being realistic at the moment. And I think it was the right thing to do to let him go. And, yeah, I'm happy that we've got a replacement. And we've also got Casas, uh, who I definitely think is capable of filling Seafood's boots.
0: Yeah, and, and also of all the Malaga players, um, in regards of English Wikipedia not the Spanish one, I don't think he says it on there, he has possibly my favourite entry. Have you seen the bottom of his Wikipedia page either of you? No, I haven't, no. It's a very random section where it just says in two or three sentences, uh, Cifuentes is a member of the hipster movement or something like that. And it says because he has tattoos and a bun haircut and that's the only justification they have for it, for him being part of the hipster movement and it's been there for a long time and i i don't know if i don't know what his thoughts on that are someone should ask him but i always thought it was quite random do, do you guys know is he part of the hipster movement
1: <laughs> he does look pretty cool i'm not gonna lie right. and yeah is, is hipster cool alex i would say i mean Personally, I'm trying to go for a man bun myself with oh. my hair length. So, you know, I might have to join him in one of his rallies.
0: <laughs> See, I think I think the most hipster thing about me at one point, if I can say I'm hipster at all, was I was quite big before moving to Spain on the craft beer scene. I was like trying cool beers, but, you know, that doesn't exist in Spain. So the one bit I would consider pretty hipster about myself, I think I've lost now. Uh, Chris, do you have any... Anything hipster about you, so you could hang out don't with people?
2: I I I wear skinny jeans. I think that's okay. pretty hipster. Yeah, yeah. And um, I have tattoos.
0: Okay.
2: I have uh, two male tattoos. And uh, I, I wanted the mem bun, but then I thought, no, I'm not a girl. <laughs> I'm, I'm not girly. Oh,
0: actually, and, uh, uh, um, I, I I've sort of started wearing caps a lot more but I used to wear a lot of flat caps that was quite cool when I was drinking craft beer but oh, yeah. yeah I can't really I wear caps more here now so um
2: and I have a beard yeah beard. that's okay. Does, oh, it, have, does a beard count
0: uh yeah I think your beard is quite hipstery actually it's quite well maintained isn't it um I, I definitely don't have a man bun I, I've lost most of my hair so that will never happen so Um, I think between the three of us, we could perhaps hang out with Sifu then because Alex has the potential man bun. I have the sort of cool beard and Chris has the beard and the tattoos. So between us, we could make a good Sifu.
2: And I happen to know that he is a great fan of Japan. Ah, Okay. Uh, He he goes to holiday
0: on Japan. He loves sushi. So That is very hipster. I think he's passed the hipster test there. Um, And of course now, you know, we've got Sifu and Tete Morente at Elche. Um, does that mean now, Alex, we're all going to support Elche this season in Primera because of the Malaga boys, or do you not care?
1: I definitely, I mean, I'm not usually one for adopting other teams, but I do like to, especially in the first division, not in all of the divisions. Mm. But yeah, I think Elche i will be keeping an eye out for their results.
0: Excellent. Uh, what about you, Chris? Do you have any reason to dislike Elche before I ask, would you follow them? Not follow, you know, second-team them.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't second-team them. No, that's not the I right word.
0: This, I, I, yeah. I wouldn't dislike them either. Okay. I really like Tete, so um, anyway. But they have both gone to Elche. As of course, we talked about Tete Marente leaving last week. And another big name leaving the club, which we have spoke about pretty much since the season ended, Kaide Bari has finally gone. I think he's gone, was it today or last night? It's very, in the last 24 hours, certainly, wasn't last it? Last night. Yes. Yeah, so, um, as we said on this podcast, and as you've probably read from media outlets, he has gone to Espanol, Uh 2 million euros, I believe, with 10% of future sale going to Malaga. I believe that's how I read it. One of you can correct me if I've got that wrong in a second. But... Um, Chris, what do we lose with Kaide Bari going then, even though we're not surprised he has gone?
2: I, I have to correct you there. It's 2 million. You, you said everything okay, but you have to add 1 million in. Um, how do you call it? Add ons. Add ons. Yeah. Add ons, yes. Okay. There you go.
0: Thank you. Thank you for correcting That's, me.
2: <laughs> no, no problem. Um, yeah, what are we missing? A lot of yellow cards, a lot of red cards. <laughs> uh, we, we can definitely lose them. But yeah, we also lose a great player. Someone who puts his heart into the the field. And um, I compare him a bit with uh, English football.
0: Mm -hmm, Yeah, I can see that.
2: Because Uh, it's a bit more tougher, you know. And he he, he could definitely be a good player for a decent English team.
0: Yeah, I could see that, definitely. Um, I think I've seen every tribute to him leaving use the term pit bull or... Bulldog or something like that. Um, I'm sure Alex, you would agree with that. But but do you think he's a? Uh, because I uh, do you think there's more of a footballer in there than just that?
1: Yeah, I definitely think he had talent, and I think he um, he had that composure about him and he seemed to although he's still very young he seemed to manage the midfield very well and he was one of my favourite players at the time especially in that first season back down from La Liga I think he was one of our star players so it's a shame to see him go and I definitely think yeah, he's got the ability not just that tenaciousness about him or tenacity sorry
0: yeah Um, because the first game I went to obviously the start of 2019-2020 season um I couldn't believe how good he was. He was like pinging these passes everywhere. And my first impression of him was as this like ball playing midfielder, which obviously as the season went on, I saw him more as the sort of typical Barry of pit bull and tenacious and all those terms. But there, I think there's a really good player in there. it be interesting to see, like you said, he, he maybe doesn't look that young. So people forget how young he is. Maybe we'll see more of that as he, as he goes along. Um, Another player who has left today, I think. Uh, Ivan Jaime has left as well. I think we talked about last week and I think we decided on uh-huh. the Alex pronunciation of the Portuguese team he's gone to it's F- Famil Chow, are we saying? Famil Chau?
1: I um, think that's the, the best the yeah. best attempt we've got.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thank you. I think definitely. Um
1: He's eh, gone Billa Chao.
0: Okay, cool. Uh Chris, any, any thoughts on that one?
2: Um, yeah, great talent, but we can, uh, use the money better than the talent, so.
0: And there is money involved, isn't there? Yeah, there's money involved in this deal, yes? Yes. Okay. 500,000 euros. Excellent stuff. That is what we like to hear. Um, anything to add on Jaime, Alex? I think we talked about him last week, but.
1: I think, I mean, he was definitely a. Promising young talent. I didn't see much of him. I uh, believe he only played one time for the for the first team. So yeah, shame to see a young talent go. But I think yeah, like Chris said, we definitely need the money in this tra- uh, challenging time.
0: Yeah, and also there's um. You say you've only seen him play once. I don't know if you guys remember. Do, do you remember the the skill he had off the pitch too, or that he showed in the summer or during lockdown? I remember. And what was that, Chris? <laughs>
2: He's a very good FIFA player. He is
0: indeed. He got to the final of some trophy, yeah. didn't he? And lost to the Cadiz player, if I remember rightly. So, you know, if the league gets cancelled again because of an increase in COVID-19 and the league's decided on a FIFA league, then we've sold an important player there. But hopefully it won't come to that. Um trying to think who would step in as a FIFA player. I think um, I think Ben Kamasa could do a game... On FIFA, I'll have a go. No, well, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I suppose a fan could step yeah, up. Sure. I used to work for FIFA many years ago. You know, I used to do the stats. Many. Yeah, I don't know if I've told you that story. Interesting, Matt Harrison fact. <laughs> you did the stats. Yeah, when I was a, when I was a student, I used to do all the stats because I had a Swansea season ticket then. I used to do the stats for Swansea City players. Nottingham Forest players, Leicester players, because they were in the championship then. Uh who else were there? It was five. Cardiff, <laughs> and someone else who I can't remember. But yeah. For if so, my name's in the credits, I got paid a hundred pounds for each team I did.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. That's not that that's not much. So you gave like um Swansea good no, stats?
0: No, I had to be very fair. <laughs> and, and I had someone checking them, but no they, the, my stats were all good. that's how they put me as the the in charge of those teams. Other people suggested stats to me, and I could disagree or agree with them. It was anyway, so if okay. if you know FIFA want me back, I might charge more now uh anyway, away from the virtual world, we'll go back to the real world of Malaga, which is sometimes much scarier. Uh, I don't think there's any other transfers really there apart from a transfer which has affected Malaga. Is uh, Diego Llorente is going from Real Sociedad to Leeds United, and another Spanish signing for them after they signed um, Rodrigo from Valencia. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. Hundred thousand euros is Malaga's because of that deal.
2: Yes, and I don't understand any of it.
0: Nope. <laughs> Uh, because
2: he played for Malaga on loan, I believe.
0: Yeah, that's, this is what I was going to ask you to, because obviously this is before my time. I thought he was a loan player. Um, if there's any Leeds fans listening to you, because I've seen him play for Sociedad, and he, I always quite liked him, actually. But uh, well, how did he do at Malaga? Do you remember, Chris? I
2: don't remember. It's a long time ago.
0: Oh. I, I don't think he did so well. All right. Do, do, any Excellent. any recall, Alex?
1: I vaguely remember him playing in games. I believe I saw him play. Um, I might be uh, incorrect in saying this, but I believe I saw him play in a 4-0 win against Leganes at home.
0: Oh, right, okay. So
1: I don't remember him scoring, but I remember him being on the pitch and I remember him being a decent player. I don't remember too much about him though.
0: No, he's a good player when I've seen him play. Because I really, going back to teams we like in Primera, I found myself quite liking Sociedad last year, but that might just because I fell a bit in love with Martin Odegaard, and now they have David Silva, so I love those two players. But anyway, away from those players, and back to two former Malaga players, um, one of these I'm going to have to ask you about a bit more, because it's a story I've not read enough, but the one I have read about, um, I think we have mentioned his name on this podcast before, but the Antonine rumour seems to be picking up again, and supposedly Granada... I'll, I'll get your two views on this, because this is the one I read, that Granada... They want to loan him out, but they don't want to loan him to a rival in Primera. And apparently he's quite happy to come back to Malaga. Alex, is that how you've heard this? And how realistic do you think it is Antonin coming back?
1: I yeah I believe I've heard like you said there was a few team there were a few teams I believe Elche was also one of the teams interested in bringing him on loan but yeah understandably I think Granada don't want to loan him out to a fellow La Liga side and obviously he's got that connection with Malaga so I'd be more than happy to welcome him back I'd pick him up from the airport if need be
0: uh, Chris are you that keen as well would would you come from Holland to pick him up from the airport to drive him to La Rosaleda.
2: Of course, just to make you happy. Yes. <laughs> uh, what I did read was that they prefer a, a Primera team instead of a, a Segunda team.
0: Well, you, you think they prefer... Do you mean the other way yes. around?
2: Yeah, that's what I thought, but oh. I can be wrong. Yeah. Um, and what I know also is that um, Antonin wants to play for Malaga. That's his choice. Uh, and Malaga wants Antonin. Uh, but Malaga is not able to pay his salary his full salary uh, so Malaga would like for Granada to pay a big amount of his salary and then uh, Malaga would pay the rest but Granada is not really fond of that idea so it's, it's- unlikely that he will um, that he will go to come to Malaga but it can happen
0: yeah, I'd be, obviously, as you suggested, I'd be very excited. And I thought it was quite funny, really, because obviously we signed Tete Marente. Although he, he signed before we sold Antonin, he became sort of Antonin's replacement. And now it's sort of gone full circle and Antonin could be Tete Marente's replacement, which I thought was a nice bit of symmetry. Um, just a really quick one on this end, just to push ahead with time. Um, Just as we were talking about things that happened this week before coming on air... Alex, you mentioned a former legend being linked with the club and I'd only seen this in passing. So do you want to mention the rumour that you mentioned to me just before we came on A?
1: Yes, so it is rumoured that the ex-Malaga goalkeeper and legend, as you rightfully said, Matt Carlos Kameni, has been linked with the club. I believe the keeper said he would be willing to Come from, come to Malaga for free, uh, as you know play without any wages. I'm not sure how w- far he's willing to go with that statement. But yeah, there's he's been linked with the move to Malaga.
0: Anything to add on that, Chris? Anything from you know your years of court? Anything?
1: He has offered
2: himself to Malaga. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's even possible to play play for free <laughs> yeah. because he had, he had quite a big salary in. Uh... Hmm. In Turkey, Venerbachi, I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: so yeah, I don't think it's possible, but yeah, no. if he wants to come, he can come.
0: Yeah, why not? Yeah, he can, he can, he can be picked up from the airport too if he wants to be. Sure. Him. Everybody, He's get in the back. Everyone, get in the back of the car. We will take you to La Rosa later. Um, okay, just two other little bits then before we move on to talking about our glorious win against Castellon. Uh, again, it's the boring sort of off the field stuff. Uh, Chris Altani's in the news again. What is happening in the mad world of Altani this week?
2: What I have heard today on Frequencia Malagista is that um, his assets he he uh, had, yeah, uh, he he wanted to put in like the house in Doha and the money for La Bajadilla. Mm-hmm. The judge doesn't allow him to use both because um, the Deutsche Bank, that's where the Bajadilla money was. Um, the judge contacted the bank, and the bank said that there is that the money can't be used, or there is no money left to use, or anything like that. Um, so yes, and he has nothing, and the house in Doha isn't isn't good as well. I believe.
0: And um, this is to either of you. If, you. if you, Either of you can answer this because it'll be perhaps people listening asking what does this mean for the future of Malaga. Does it mean it's going to be easier to get rid of him? I, I suppose that's how I understand it.
1: I think if, I mean, obviously he still has that 8.5 million euros to pay. I believe if he can't use his houses to pay off some of that debt, I believe it will be I think slightly more difficult to get rid of him. I say get rid of him, but you know, force him out of the club. Um, obviously, he's got a lot of money, but I don't believe he's made of uh, money. I don't think he has eight point five million in his back pocket that he can just give away. So I think it will be slightly more difficult.
0: Okay. Any, any last words on Altani, Chris? Before we move on to the last, the next bit of the news you just put to us.
2: Yes, I think it's good news because it's 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 another step. Towards uh, Altani getting out of Malaga, I think, um, because he doesn't have the money. And uh, how do you call that in English?
0: Uh, the guarantee, uh, I think they've been calling. Yeah, it. yeah, the guarantee. And
2: and, and and the judge the judge discarded the guarantee he gave both guarantees he gave for that eight point five million euros. So that's good news. Uh, but now he went against the up, I think, and you just read it, Alex.
1: Yeah, so I believe the um, the office of Al-Tani and his family have, I say accused is probably not the right word, but they have written to the judge asking for the APA to provide proof of the, or legitimise their allegations against Al-Tani because uh, Al-Tani himself believes that all of the allegations, or not all of the allegations, are 100% correct or true.
0: All right, okay. And then one final thing before we leave this bit then. I usually send the sort of running order of topics to talk about, and I usually send them the night before. And Malaga being Malaga, the news doesn't seem to stop. So just as we were about to record, Chris sent something to our WhatsApp group about the Afe, and the Afe are going to... I read very quickly, Chris, so was there something like the Afe are going to have a meeting again about the Eres? It's a lot of three-letter words.
2: (laughs) Um, the AfE pro- did uh, propose something to uh, uh, our financial administrator, and he will um, decide uh, before Friday if he agrees with the AfE, and that will be will be the last meeting they have. The AfE and the financial administrator.
0: Just just for those that maybe have lost track of all these three letter. Acronyms. The AFE is the basically the players' union, really, isn't it? I think it's how we'd call it, the players' federation. Yes, yeah. um, Just just in case people are trying to keep up with EREs and AFEs and APPs, <laughs> yes. uh, even it's I have funny. to think. Yeah, um, um, we but need but one to last do thing, because i oh, go on. Sorry,
2: um, if they decide if they g- get to agreement on Friday, that would mean that the ERA can take place. And that all the players like Roland, Bularut, Root, Juanpi, uh, Luis Hernandez. Am I missing players?
0: Um, no, I think that's it. Yeah, they're the main ones.
2: Yeah, they they will all uh, leave on Saturday, probably.
0: Yeah, pretty much as soon as their
2: contract their their contract ends. So that's good news.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah, this uh, like I think anyone listening to that would think that that's crazy. But yes, I think. Anyone that's followed the club over the past few months will know that is good news at the moment. It's literally salvation for the club. So, um, yeah, tell you what, guys. Do Do you want to talk about some football now? Uh,
2: I'd love should, i love to. Shouldn't la- we first do some incoming transfers? Uh, is there any? Um, I, is there any? I don't I don't there
0: know. are rumours. Quick rundown not. of rumours then, because we're going to be pushed for time otherwise
2: okay I'll, I'll do them quick we have a, a guy from a agent
0: ah yes i saw that mamadou sila
2: sila yeah. yes um that's a name that's coming up as well as antonin Jairo Sampairo is still in the air and i'm forgetting one no i think that's it
0: okay can we talk about football now chris
2: we can talk about football now. Yes,
0: let's talk about football. So, after this little break, we'll be back to talk about our glorious win over Castellon. Exciting times. And I can see Chris dancing on my screen. Excellent. <laughs> Malaga got their first three points of the season this past weekend. They are officially king of the Castellón. That sort of works, king of the castle, Castellón. We'll, I'll, I'll think of a better pun, but that will do for now. Malaga won, basically. That is always a good thing. Uh, we'll we'll start at the beginning though, and then we'll we'll build up to the the really exciting part, which hit in the first fifteen minutes or so. Uh, we'll start with the lineup. So. Um, you know, before this game had got going, Chris, you would have seen the lineup, and I remember last week you were you were very much championing the idea of Escassi playing in midfield, but he was in defence again. You know, what were your thoughts on that, or have you changed your mind a bit? having seen him play defence again.
2: Nope, didn't change my mind.
0: I didn't think so. But,
2: no, it doesn't work out for me.
0: Um it you was know, why do you think he's being played there still? Do you think it's through that we don't really have many other centre backs at the moment?
2: Yeah, I think so. We we know
1: never any, right?
0: No, pretty much, no. Um what about you, Alex? Any any strong views on the Scassi positioning?
1: I'm of a similar opinion to Chris about the fact that I think maybe if I was the manager, I'd probably take out Ben Kamassa and play Ramon a bit further forward and then put Escassi in that holding midfield role behind the midfield and then maybe play Lomban in the defence because okay. I think Longban's a far better defender.
0: OK, that's interesting. Yeah, me definitely. I think that too. But we'll come back to the Ramon question later because I, I quite like that idea. But um, I might play devil's advocate a bit with that. Um, any other parts of the starting lineup you would have changed before the game, Alex, or anything that surprised you? Maybe Ramon? <laughs>
1: um, no, I think I was quite happy with it. Obviously, it was good to see Matos playing um, and Kaya I really do like him up front. And yeah, overall, apart from the Escassi part, I think I was happy with the starting 11.
0: Chris, what about you? Happy to see Ben Kamasa keep his place, I imagine.
2: Well, I was too busy with Alex doing the Ah, the pre match thing. So I didn't really. I I knew names were uh, playing, but I didn't see the formation. Was it again the five?
0: Well, I was going to talk about this in in a second. Can we come back to that question? Sure, we can. Because I I was going to mention this, something I noticed during the game. Um, But while you mentioned that, though, Chris, you said about the Facebook preview, obviously. Uh, the reason I said I wouldn't do is because I was in the pub watching the second half of a very dull nil-nil between Swansea City and Birmingham City. How, how did it go?
2: Um, we had some issues for the first uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> half an hour, 40 minutes. Um, but I've got it sorted out. So, um, I don't know, Alex. Are, are we doing it again next next uh, Saturday?
1: Yeah, I'd be I'd be up for doing that. I think it was a good idea. It was nice to uh you know give the give the or the the fans a little preview of the game maybe i think um what we what we should do is you know um maybe look at introducing a little preview but uh, sorry a, a review afterwards as well maybe but you know with all these ideas i think we we we've got a good one here yeah m- we, m- we yeah we will do that as
0: well we we did try the the review thing we called it post match dispatch and it involved me Talking about the game while drinking Pacharan, but I was in a pub and the sound did not come up <laughs> well. So maybe yeah. But uh, we had
2: the same problem last uh, Saturday.
0: Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll we'll go we'll go away from problems and technical problems because okay. the one thing Malaga did not have in this game were technical problems. Um, you mentioned uh, Matos, one of you. Um, it was obviously his debut. Obviously, made well, you tell me. I thought he made a big difference at left back after Benitez last week. Who I think Chris pointed out last week, maybe me and Alex were a little bit unfair picking on him. But, uh, Alex, overall, how did you think Matos's debut went?
1: I think I was impressed with him, other than the booking. I think, oh, yeah, yeah no, I think he, he did well. Um, I think that slightly more experienced player compared to Benitez at left back definitely helps. Um, all for one, using inexperienced players in the midfield and up front but in the defence I'm all for using your 34-year-olds and your 35-year-olds <laughs> yeah. as experience uh, but obviously Matos is slightly younger but you know compared to Benitez
0: Yes uh, and and a good moustache as well which is always nice to see uh, Yes Chris any... I, I was
1: going
2: to say that
0: Oh sorry Chris Chris go on um, no anything you liked in particular about Matos <laughs> uh,
2: His moustache no it it it's, <laughs> I noticed that a lot of Malacca players these days have mustaches. Yeah. And that's quite hipster as well, I thought.
0: Yeah, so, we're a very hipster team. Um mustaches yeah. and sort of slicked back hair. Yeah, yeah. But I I I think he did an awesome job. Yeah, me too. I was a big fan of him actually. I thought um yeah. Uh, like it was one of those ones where I don't think he was absolutely like eye catching, but he just did everything right. I thought, which is as Alex just alluded to, it's what you want from your defenders. You you know, and he got forward as well. Um, let, let's just get on to him then. You know, I've been teasing it. Let, let's talk about Ramon and his impact on the game. Uh, and actually, well, no, let, let's. I'm going to try and build up to it, but let's stop building up to it. Let's talk about the goal because that was exciting, wasn't it? Because I was, I didn't. Did not expect that to happen. But I'm going to ask the question, which I think a few people have asked me. Chris, did he mean it?
2: No, he didn't. I thought as well. Because if you look at it, I looked at it a thousand times again, over and over. And Mm. today I watched it a couple of times more. He said in the interview after the game that he didn't
0: mean it. Oh, no, he didn't, did he? Yeah. Oh, that's spoilt it. Never mind, let's not talk about it.
2: (laughs) But if you watch it because you you the position he is in and the way he is his body is towards the goal and not not towards like the the area the 16 mm. area so it looks like he is really going for the goal and you when he looks he looks at the goal he doesn't look at who's in front of the goal or anything in my opinion he he wanted to do that but
0: yeah, that's. Uh, I, I'm a bit of a dreamer when it comes to football. So I, I told myself he meant it, and there was one angle where you're right all the way through. He's looking at the box, looking at looking at the box, and there's, there was a different camera angle, and you can see the goalies quite far off his line. And I thought maybe that's what made him go for it. Um, Alex, uh, you know, do you want to give just your general thoughts on the goalie, whether he meant it or not?
1: I was it's funny you mentioned about being a sort of dreamer when it comes to football. I was speaking to my American friend about the difference between UK and US fans and how UK fans are quite pessimistic when it comes to football and I'm definitely in that category. I don't think he meant it. If it was maybe <laughs> Angel Di Maria doing it or Neymar, then yeah, probably, but it's Ramon we're talking about, who's obviously he's a good player, but he's not of that elk um ilk. I think is the right yeah, word there, is the like animal.
0: A, yeah, I was going to say he might. Look, <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, no, I don't think he meant it, but I'm I'm happy it went in nonetheless.
0: But Chris, whether the goal was meant or not, uh, the celebration was was magical to watch, wasn't it?
1: Yes,
2: that's that's a dream for a player, but also for a fan to see a player, a young player, the way he he falls down into the grass and. It's as as a Malaga fan, my heart keeps pumping even more when I see that.
0: Yeah, and I know we've obviously talked about how the the squad has been torn apart from last season, and it's a new team. But this, when you see celebrations like that, you see the the positive side of having all these Cantera players in the squad, and it does does make you feel a bit better. I, I can imagine Alex. Like he's just said, he's a pessimist and he's not as romantic. But I can imagine if Alex scored a goal like that for for Malaga, he would be very much on the floor crying.
1: I, I would probably try and claim it, <laughs> it, but yeah, I know what you mean.
2: <laughs> I, but really, you have like in in you have the the, the dance celebrations and the uh, other celebrations like uh, catching a fish and uh, all the strange celebration. But this is. Like a a really vulnerable emotional mm-hmm. celebration. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I really loved
0: it. Yeah, and like you said, those the catching the fish and all them. Um, you can imagine a player yes. in the in the changing room beforehand saying, If I score today, I'm gonna do this. Um yeah. Ra- Ramon celebration. There was no sort of planned he didn't it was almost like he didn't know what to do and it was it all hit him so hard that he just broke down and cried. It was yeah, it was really sweet actually. Um, and then uh, this is maybe this is a good time to bring up that formation question then because um, well Chris asked this so I, I'll try and give my view on it but I thought quite a lot in the game Malaga changed their formation a lot because I think we started with four at the back I don't know if others disagree but it seemed Calero was a bit further up and I thought we had Ishmael Escasi Juan de Matos as a back four. Ramon seemed to be the furthest back midfielder and Ben Kamasa a little bit further. And then we had sort of three behind Kaya Quintana. But then there was a couple of times we seemed to switch. And actually, I thought it worked because um, it, when we needed to get back and defend, we seemed to switch a three at the back. And it made me think as well, and this is why I was asking about Escassi earlier, that um, he might be good in that sort of formation because say he is playing in midfield instead of, I don't know, Ben Kamasa but we need to switch to a back three. He can drop back. Um, I don't know. I, it might just be me. I was just trying to, because I thought, oh, we don't look like our usual formation. I don't know if, because Chris I, asked I, I agree. Yeah? yeah. Because it looked,
2: to me, it looked like we were playing a 4-1,
0: a 4-1. Yeah. Hmm. That's probably what I would say, actually, where Ben Kamasa was sort of, it was it was almost like a four-one-one-three-one in a way. It was like a, but yeah, all those sort of things. But I think, I think maybe some of the criticism Pellis has got is that we did stick with once we'd won a game with that three at the back last season, or that you know the tail end of last season, we stuck to it maybe too much. But I don't know. I thought it was it was good to see. I don't know if you noticed anything about the formation, Alex, or.
1: Yeah, I think, well, like you said, I did notice Galero playing a bit further forward as if a kind of right winger yeah. uh, or right midfielder. And I, uh, as I mentioned briefly earlier, I think, yeah, talking about Escassi playing further forward, I think if Benkemasa can come off and Lomban can play in the defence, Ramon can push a bit further forward and then Escassi can play just behind the midfield because I think that would be a good position for him. I see him as a sort of... David Luiz not good enough to be a defender, but like he has those defensive qualities that could help shore up the defence in front of it. And yeah, I think that I did like the move from five to four at the back. Maybe Bayethel was listening to me and Chris talking about the five at the back in the preview. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely a fan of this new look Malaga. I think, and actually, I,
2: I said in the in the preview, I said I asked Alex. <clears throat> if we were playing with five in the back again, did we have to think about sacking sir?
0: Okay. I, I would say no, but I don't know what you guys came up with when that question was thrown out of there. I'm guessing. Hello? I'm guessing you were more negative.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you? <laughs> yes. uh,
0: um, I gonna Oh, just going back to that point about Iscasi, and I'm. I'm trying to build this image now, maybe to get us more fans more Malaga fans, but trying to make us sound cool and hipster. But maybe Malaga can be the club that, you know, reinvents the the sweeper, the midfielder that drops back and plays sweeper. Maybe that's what we're going for. We're going to bring back hipster things like Liberos and all those sort of The things.
1: cloud <laughs> Macalelis.
0: Yeah, like yeah. That's I don't know, that still happens, doesn't it, Claude Mac the Makalele role, but...
2: Anyway, he can be our
0: <laughs> Um We'll just deal with a couple of the other new players because I'm sure still people are wondering how they've got on. Um, we'll start with Danny Barrio because I think we've, wow. we've not that's, celebrated that's him. That's the one
2: enough. I've been waiting for.
0: Okay, we've not celebrated him enough or talked positively about him enough. So go on, then, Chris. What, what are you going to say about him?
2: What an amazing job he did last Saturday! Wow. Okay.
0: And what, what was what impressed you about him?
2: <laughs> he kept us alive. Hmm. He kept us the three points. Our run moment.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'd agree with that. Um, that save at the end, where I think it deflected off Matos, didn't it? And yeah. he got a hand to it. But, uh, Alex, <clears> any, <throat> any thoughts on Barrio? Did Was he our saviour that game? Well,
1: I think I'm definitely more impressed with him. I wasn't too sure about him during the preseason in the first game against Tenerife. But I definitely think he showed signs of. Maturing and gelling with that squad, and I'm more convinced that he can be our starter this season.
0: Yeah, and then I'm going to come on to the, you know, I, I, I've accepted my beloved Whampy is going, but I, I think I found a new love. Um, I'm very much loving Christian Rodriguez. Um, I, I just think everything about him is just cool. He's just he's so, he's the sort of player I just love. Um, I don't know if either of you have strong feelings for him yet, like me. <laughs>
1: I'm a big fan I think I gave him my man of the match in against uh, denerie
0: mm-hmm. yeah, me too.
1: yeah I, I'm very impressed with him as uh, as you are
0: yeah Chris uh, you know are you falling in love yet or are you hold back
2: <laughs> no I'm falling in love He's oh. a real uh, great player he was the best against Tenerife. he was good playing good this uh, week as well but I can't give my uh, Pisnaga to him, but I'll keep it a secret. Okay,
0: Okay. I look forward to finding out who it was. Uh, Just one other individual performance I wanted to ask about because I thought it was an interesting one and the one I picked out was another new signing, Romani. Uh, Chris, what 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 have you made of him so far in the past two games? He's a player that looks like he's got a lot of promise, but I'm still a bit on the fence with him.
2: Yes, Uh, he's talented, you can see that but it uh, didn't came out really until now. But I think we have to give him some more time because how Alex calls it, gelling. <laughs> I think he needs to gel more.
0: Yeah. Uh, he, I think like the others, he's got a lot of gel in his hair though. So he's, he's got that bit right at least. Uh, Alex, yes. any any strong views on Romani?
1: I, I'm still yet to be convinced by him. He shows, you know... Promising signs of being a good player, but I'm still yet to be convinced. And I, you know, I don't wish to be, you know, downtrodden and quite um, negative about it. But I, I definitely think he was lacking against Castellon.
0: Yeah, the thing, the thing I've noticed about him, just from it's perhaps an extreme example, but he um, reminds me of a bit. You know when. I can't believe I'm to compare him to Neymar, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> you know, like when you see Neymar play and he does like sort of one bit of skill that goes wrong or one pass that goes wrong and you see him pull that face and he looks a bit frustrated with himself. That's how I feel a bit with him at the moment. He looks like he's getting frustrated with himself when things are not going right. And that's, that's sort of how I, that's an extreme comparison, but. That's how I mean. A tiny
1: bit like Martial as well at yeah. uh, Man United. Who you know, good player, you know, but when he loses the ball, it's all that huff and puff rather yeah. than trying to get back and win the ball. If you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, which is not a you know a full or, You know, it, it's good to see he cares, I suppose. So hopefully that can lead to something positive. But yeah, he's one to keep an eye on. I think. And like you said, Alex, I'm not fully convinced either. But yeah, Alex just said, let's not be downtrodden. We'll we'll turn it around to two positive things to end with. Uh, Chris, what would you say from this performance is the the big positive to take away? Obviously, apart from the three points, what perhaps impressed you most?
2: Um, is that we are above Real Mallorca.
0: Oh, you really didn't like that, did you? I really didn't. No, I, I've worked out. Well. Just to clarify for those that didn't listen, the uh, Tornarem the um, Real Mallorca podcast they did a preview, which is really good, actually. I, I I'm going to defend it here because I think. If any club in Segunda did a preview, they they might not tip Malaga for the drop, but they certainly wouldn't be p- top it putting us towards the top. But but Chris has taken exception to them. What was it? Doing a depot?
2: Yeah, that's the problem.
0: <laughs> you, you don't like the depot comparison, do you?
2: Yeah, <laughs> but that, that, that's the thing because, and, and I don't mind. Everybody can can think Malaga will will relegate, and and that's okay but um, I think if you come from segunda B in less than five years and you got lucky to uh, get promotion to la to primera division uh, because they were lucky because that same deportivo um, had, had had all the should should be the one mm-hmm. well, we should be the one get promotion <laughs> last season or the season before. Uh, that, that'd be clear. But we lost against Deportivo. Deportivo won in the home match Yeah. against uh, Mallorca. Real Mallorca 2-0, I think.
0: Yeah, and then they blew the second leg like
2: 3-0. Yeah. So, okay. they are lucky. They went to <laughs> Primera División. When they got there, they noticed they didn't have to do... They they, they were supposed to be there. So, that's why they drop back to Segunda a year later, and then they go, and then they say, we are the one doing a Deportivo. I think it's, I don't know, I didn't like it.
0: Okay, so J- just in case they're listening, uh, the, these are the views of Chris Marquez, not the Gary cast. <laughs> we
2: can still be friends, but <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I, I, I didn't like that.
0: Part. Okay. But but going away, like I was trying to be like positive here, Chris. What 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 about the performance? Anything from the performance? Uh,
2: From the performance? No, I saw a great game match of Malaga. Um, They did really great, and I I am more um, optimistic now. Yes, positive.
0: Yeah, I've positive for all these podcasts too. Of course, yes, of course, yeah. We we're a very up and down podcast, aren't we? We last week was a very a downer yes. again. So I don't know what's going what's going to happen next. We probably are back onto the downward curve, but you know we'll enjoy the upward curve for now. Um, Alex, anything in particular about this performance or something you want to highlight that was you think we can take forward as a positive?
1: I definitely think um, I'm glad we kept the clean sheet. I think that was wonderful. I was a bit unsure after we lost two nil to Denaifa whether our defence was up to it in terms of keeping those clean sheets because it'll be down the end of the season games like this mm-hmm. where we've grinded out a one nil win, and um, I'm also very impressed with um, Third showing more ambition. And me and Chris talked about this, and I think his intelligence to you know maybe change things up when they're not working, which perhaps he didn't do against uh, Tenerife. So, yeah, I think I'm, overall I'm impressed with the with the win, but I think highlighting things, uh, if I was to highlight anyone in particular, it would be Sergio Pérez.
0: Excellent stuff. Um, Yeah, like you said, I think the clean sheet was really important because I sort of, as I do sort of, before we do this podcast, I do quite like going through the little stats pages of La Liga just to see if there's anything Interest in jumping out, and the one that did catch my eye actually was Castellon. Have I'm guessing probably because of this game, they have the two most I can't think of the, the players that have played the most passes in the league. The top two are Castellon midfielders. And when I thought about the game, actually, I thought, well, they did pass it a lot, but actually, they didn't really pass it into dangerous areas, did they? Because I think we we held quite well, and it, I don't I can't really remember any sort of last-ditch defending apart from one or two moments towards the end and the one where Matos blocked. But, um, it was, yeah, it was, it was some of the good bits we got from the post-lockdown season, that sort of steeliness again. And, obviously, we had that moment of, well, moment of magic slash luck, however ever you want to look at it.
1: One um, other thing, if I may just quickly add, something I noticed, there was quite a lot of fouls by either side obviously seven Malaga yellow cards and three for Castellon I was I wasn't surprised by it but it was something that I just noted in this game I think 18,000 from Malaga and 15 from Castellon
0: okay that's interesting because then obviously we picked up quite a lot of cards especially in the post-lockdown league at the end of last season so maybe it's something to to be cautious about in the future I have to do
2: if if you asked me to compare Castellón with a, with with another team, I would they they play like the Germans do. Okay. <laughs> they a... they win in the last minute.
0: All right. Okay. The German mentality, then. Yeah.
2: Yes, the German mentality because they are the same. I didn't see them the whole game, and then the last ten twenty minutes they started to, uh... and that's how they won. How they won the week before as well.
0: Yeah, in the 98th minute (laughs) Right, okay Shall we get our The Germans (laughs) Shall we get our chumbos out? Yes Let's get our chumbos out, okay Uh, Alex, you can get your chumbo out first Who is your chumbo of the game?
1: I'm I mean, I, I hate to Like we talked about earlier, I hate to be downtrodden But I have to give it to Rahmani.
0: Okay um, I think we've probably discussed the reason why, so we won't we won't dwell on it, because I've chosen him to. But I do think there's a really good player in there. It's just, it's not come out yet. Uh, Chris, do you have anyone different? <clears throat> yes. Okay.
2: I Ben Kamasa.
0: Ah, of course. Good old trusty Ben Kamasa. He's probably got more chumbos than anyone since we've done this podcast. Uh, any reason in particular? He maybe
2: wasn't the worst on the field. Yes, okay. because... Uh, He's acting like he can play football. All right, okay. He, fu- <laughs> he found his way where he doesn't where he, where you don't notice him that much.
0: Okay. So yeah.
2: he became, instead of a bad footballer, he became an actor.
0: Okay. That's a, I, I like that theory. I'm going to keep an eye out for that. Ben Kamasa starring as a Malaga midfielder in the in the film Castellan because- v Malaga. <laughs>
2: Did you, did you see him
0: do great things? No. <laughs> no. No. Okay, fair enough. No, I think that's, that's a fair a point. Uh, you could argue that that's yeah. a good point because at least Romani was trying to do things. Um, yes. Okay, fair enough. I'll go on then, Chris. We'll stick with you then. Who have you got as your biz nagger?
2: Um, I think this week was a hard week to choose because there were three players who... Uh, Danny Barrio deserved it. Uh, Christian deserved it again. Maybe Kaya Quintana deserved it. Um, but if you are a youth player and you get minutes and you make a goal like this in the eighth minute, you are one hell of talent. And. <laughs> That doesn't make you, that doesn't give you the right to get the Bisnaga. But he played a good game. He uh, he played a good game. He scored a beautiful goal. But the celebration, that was it for me. This kid stole my heart. Okay, so, yeah. R- 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 Ramon gets my Bisnaga.
0: Okay, excellent. Yeah, that seems it seems like nice when someone's on the floor crying that with happiness and joy you present them with a nice flower. So I quite like that one actually. I'll be really boring. If it is
2: of happiness, yes.
0: Yeah, um, I'll be really boring and just say, <laughs> I know. M- mine is Christian. I just think he's brilliant, and I, I, I think, yeah. I think he might get a lot of my business. The way it's going, I did try to think of someone else, and I did think the only one I cons- uh, the only other one I considered was Barrio for saves, but I just Christian is my sort of footballer, uh, and I'll, I'll stop there. Uh, Alex, anyone different?
1: Yes, I've gone for Juande.
0: Oh, okay, I, that's a good one because we. I spoken. thought he
1: was our best defender in the game. I think. He just kept it simple. Is I uh, watching Yeovil? I admire a good central defender who's no nonsense. You know, keep it simple, can you know get control of the defence, clear the ball when needed, and I think he would fit nicely into a Yeovil team.
0: Excellent. Maybe maybe, maybe you can get him on loan. Yeah, uh, hopefully. Well, actually, no. We need money. You have to buy him. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll think... give you 10, 10 pounds and a packet of any chip crisps. <laughs> um,
2: but, uh, boys, we need to keep. We need to
0: keep one day because we don't have much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was joking. So, oh, yes, yeah, so I definitely need to say. And actually, for um, many of the reasons Alex just listed there, I think quite a lot after, again, in that post-lockdown league, after, you know, I think we gave him a couple of biznackers for those reasons that he, he didn't look like a young young centre-back. He looked like someone that knew his trade already. And yeah, I, I agree. I've sort of... I didn't even think of Juan de, to be honest with you, just because I suppose he just got on with it and did his job, which is exactly what we need him to do. So, yeah, so there we go. We have finished on an upward there. And now, hopefully, we can carry on being positive about our game this weekend. Now we know when it's being played as well against Alcocon. As always, on the last part of this podcast, we look ahead to the weekend's game. And this weekend, we are playing Alcocon. And we just found out the time the game will take place, because it was originally meant to be a Friday game. But I think, as we mentioned last week, Fridays are not really going to be used for match days this season. So we have been moved to quarter past six on Saturday. Quarter past six, Spanish time, I should add in there. Um, Alcocon, they have been a recurring theme on this podcast. For some well, I say for some reason, it's largely come from Chris having little pops of them. But before I come to Chris, because I'm sure he's gonna say lovely things about them this time, uh, just when we had our little break, Alex said, Oh guys, I wanna show you something. So I got a little bit worried. I thought, there's no need for that, Alex. But then he, he did he did go and get something surprising out. Alex, do you wanna do you wanna tell us what you've just whipped out?
1: Yeah, so in my, well, my favourite footballer, as you know, from my first podcast is Jack Harper, ex-Malaga um, player, and he played on loan last season from Qaddafe at al And it's my mission now to collect every shirt that he plays a professional minute for, uh, if you were. So I've got an al shirt with his name and number on from last season.
0: And and just for those that, I don't know, maybe have not heard your first podcast uh, the first time you are on this podcast. what What is your, just a quick recap of your link to Alcorcon?
1: So after my A-levels, which is the, you know, end of school exams in the UK, I did a gap year and I went and lived in Madrid, just outside, in a town called Villavey Fiosa de Oudon, which is about 15 minutes car ride from Alcorcon. And being an avid football fan, I was looking for the local team and Alcorcon was the nearest one. So I went to see them play in a, quite a few games over the season.
0: Okay, and and this time I've before I come to Chris, I, I I was just telling Alex before that last time we had Irish Alex on, who also lived near Alcocon and went to them. He was on our podcast last season, and hopefully he's going to join us next week to review the game. But until he came on, I thought they were called Alcoron. And Chris has just pointed out. Well, you you tell me what 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 you said, Chris. What why did I think they were called Alcoron?
2: Because, because they don't really matter in Spanish football, I think.
0: They do,
2: <laughs> they're not they're, they're not very famous or they're not they don't have much history or I don't know. It's like it's like Alex saying he's a big fan of Jack Harper. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alex.
1: But that's all right.
2: When he played for Malaga he, he scored like two goals or one, I don't remember. He was like one of the worst
1: strikers and, we had. Four and twenty-nine games, I believe.
0: And Chris, yeah.
2: but I agree with you. He, he is he's the first British striker Malaga has, so I think it's it's quite special as well. If he if he was Dutch and would have the same stats, I it would probably be my favorite player as well. And so I got a adventure on that one.
0: And can I just check while we're on the Jack Harper appreciation? in the Jack Harper appreciation corner then. Has he gone back to Getafe?
1: He is. Well, I saw his Instagram story. He's, I believe he was injured towards the end of the season. And I be- saw his Instagram story the other day of him training at the stadium. Okay. So he is, well, it was a loan to Alcrocon, So he's now at Getafe. And I don't believe he's gone on loan anywhere yet. So obviously there's still time, but he's at the, at the moment a Getafe player.
0: Okay, and Chris? Can you... Oh, go on.
1: Can you tell me the club colours of, uh, oh, of. Chris, club I was
0: just about to ask you this. I was going to test you. <laughs> <laughs> go on, Chris. I'll ask you what are the club colours of Al-Cocon?
2: Uh White
1: and blue. <laughs>
0: um, I, I believe we're going yellow and green, Alex, yes? Since now you're. No, Al-Cocon. Well,
1: I was slightly tongue in cheek with the green. It is just yellow. Um, <laughs> so yellow, and I believe their awake kit this season is <laughs> grey.
0: What are you laughing at, Chris? Are you still laughing at <laughs> we don't know?
2: Oh oh yes. Because when the one guy who loves AlkerCon in this podcast <laughs> doesn't know the colors <laughs> of Alcorcon, that's, that's just horrible. This is I rest my case with AlkerCon here. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. The judge has decided.
0: Um yeah, we should well Ocracon- we to that's We've got to talk about them a bit more. Sorry, Chris. Um, and also, can we can we go back to being nice because we're trying to get Irish Alex back on, so we don't want to annoy him by. Bur- I running. love Irish Alex. <laughs> Just <laughs> there you go,
2: great
0: guy. Yeah, there you go. So that's a good Alex. Rit- I love
2: you.
0: Um, and I forgot what I was going to say about them now. Um, but yeah. Oh, actually, and and I do really like their shirts actually because I think they have Capper. I always like Capper shirts. Um, so that is. Always good. Um, You've thrown me with what I was going to say now. Ah, yeah. Uh, So, uh, I don't know. Well, Alex, I'll come to you. You are, by default, our alcohol corn expert, even if you don't know the club colours, apparently, but I think you do. Um, Yes. What, what, um... uh, you know what's going on at that club? Any ideas at the moment? Have you kept in touch with them? Because I've written some things down for my.
1: I have, yes. Well, yeah. Just to clarify everything, I do know the club colours. I was only joking <laughs> with the green. Um, so yeah, I I have kept. I do follow them on social media, and I would say they are my second Spanish team uh, if I was allowed to have one, and. Yeah, they they've got a good team together this year. Actually, obviously they beat Tenerife two nil, so kind of a bit of revenge for Malaga. And they did sign one player that Malaga were linked with, uh, Escobar. Yes. And they've they've got a nice um, mix of defe- of like uh, experience and young players. And obviously last year uh, they sacked their manager, or sacked I believe is the right term, Uh, at the end of the season. He's now at Tenerife, so they've got a new manager this season, and they've won one and drawn one. Mm. So, it could start to the season, and I think they're in a more secure position than Malaga this year. I think they won't be fighting for a a spot in Segunda, but I believe, like last year, they might even push for a playoff spot.
0: Yeah, basically, I think um, when I looked at their squad, there, there seems to be a lot of changes there, and as you mentioned, they do have a new manager, so they are going to be finding their feet a bit. But I did watch on the weekend because I have got a, a I can't say it, La Liga TV subscription, which I do recommend getting if you're in the UK, because it's free at the moment until the end of September, so you can get it for a week. Um, and I did watch the highlights of all the Segunda games this weekend, and the Alcocorn game, it did seem to be like they got a little bit... It, well, from the highlights and when I what I read, they got a bit battered, but they just stole two goals. And I didn't realise they'd signed uh, Hugo Freire, I think how you say it. The, he scored quite a lot of goals for Fuen Labrada last year, but he scored on the weekend. So I think he is going to be the... I think he's a winger. Um, he's going to be the one to watch. And I made a note of the other goal scorer because he scored quite a nice goal, Barbero, who they signed from Osasuna. So um, again, again, this is my absolute amateur research into Alco Corn since our expert um, he, he ditched us for for a night shift so I've had to do amateur research but they were the two players that are going to be my tips to watch out for and they don't have Stoichkov anymore which is good because Stoichkov was absolutely banging them in for them last year the player I liked purely because of his name and it being cool because his dad named him after Risto Stoichkov which I just think is always a cool thing um and I think that was one of the first things we talked about on this podcast, wasn't it? But was you here, Alex? I don't think we asked you this question. If you could be named after a famous number nine striker, who would you be named after? Don't I know if you don't want to...
1: think I was, no. no. Do, do, um, do you want to have a
0: think or do you, want to, do you want to just go for it?
1: I'll have a think and then I'll get back to you on that
0: one. I can't even remember who I said in the end. I've, I've got a, 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 a real Ronaldo shirt, not a Cristiano Ronaldo shirt. I can't remember who I went with in the end. I didn't pick a, a Brazilian. I've, I've tried to think of someone cool, but anyway. Anyway, um, so yeah, they, they are a team that looked a bit similar to how we played against Castellon. I thought, where, um, sorry, um, where they sort of a bit counter-attacking, but I'm quite happy to be told otherwise. So, go into the Malaga side of things, Chris, because I know you don't like talking about Alcacon and you hate them. <laughs> no i don't I, i'm joking i'm trying to
2: <laughs> but you know what the thing is they have a good team and um that's the thing they are there they 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 never really play for promotion they never play for relegation it's like it's like a bit boring if you know what i mean
0: they um they were doing quite, i remember when we did the podcast with irish alex last time they were sort of Fighting towards the playoffs, but then that dipped away, so yes. that was exciting at that point. Yep, um, but going back to Malaga, I then, don't know,
2: Chris, but they're, they're usually the, a, a bit boring, a stable team who I don't know, it's just you know, Malaga's up, down, great, uh, awesome Champions League, and then relegation, and then, then all this stuff going on, and you know, so and then you have Alcorcon, it's stable, it's always sunny. <laughs> the, the flowers are always are always alive, not nearly dead.
0: So, um, if we got Irish Alex to do an Alcocon podcast, do you think it wouldn't be as fun? They would, there wouldn't be anything to talk about, basically. Of
2: course, they would. Probably, they will have a lot to talk about, but not nothing like Malaga. We are like the gangster movie of uh, <laughs> <laughs> of of the movies, and 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 the Alcocon movie would be like a. A romantic comedy.
0: Yeah, nice. Just nice. Okay, I, I'll yes, go with that. my
2: Greek wedding.
0: <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna. I like Malaga being a gangster movie. I, I think we should use that reference more. Um, Malaga, Chris. Um, obviously, we, we've just talked, you know, positively about the last performance. Although there were some, you know, it wasn't like we were ultra attacking. Is there anything you would change for this game against Alcocon? like formation players?
2: Um, depends, because if Jozabed is allowed to play, I would put Joseph in, because everybody thinks he's a great player, and he can, he will do great things in Malaga, so I would put Joseph in, I, I wouldn't change too much though, and if we can get, um, well, I forgot his name, oh, that's horrible,
0: Antonin,
2: if we, no, if you can get Ben in, yeah. <laughs> uh, registered in Luka La Liga, I I would uh, put him onto the field as well.
0: Okay, so um, so Jose Ho- Bad, we didn't mention this at the start. Actually, he is registered now, isn't he? When Sifu went, he came into the squad, didn't didn't he? Not obviously as a direct replacement for Sifu positionally, but as a squad number almost. So that's good. Yes. Um, what about you, Alex? Anything you would, any dramatic change or anything subtly you would change about Malaga?
1: Well, I, apart from what I mentioned earlier about hopefully Lomban starting and Escassi playing uh, behind the midfield and Ramon coming further forward, I think as a team they look pretty good. And yeah, hopefully if Jose can play, then it would be good to see him get some minutes and. Also, I would also like to see uh, Orlando Sa maybe. Although he's, you know, I've been impressed with Quintana. I would hope to give them both minutes so that if one does get injured, we're not, you know, trying to fill a gap by, you know, playing a youth player or because Sa hasn't got enough minutes. So I think Sa should get some minutes because obviously it's going to take time before he readjusts to Spanish football.
0: Yeah, I, um, I was going to bring up Sa in the in the part about who did we beat last game that we just spoke about, Castellon, oh, I keep forgetting things now. I don't know what Alcocon's done to my mind. But um, yeah, when we played Castellon, uh, Chris, uh, do you, would you let see a bit more Saar? Because he was sort of our like marquee sign-in almost this summer.
2: He can come in when we are winning 3-0 or we are losing 3-0. Okay.
0: Is
2: that a good thing?
0: Yeah. I,
2: I'm not that I think he uh, he... He can play football. He's a good player, but he needs to get fit first, and he needs, yeah, his minutes. But then, please, not when we're going zero-zero and we have ten minutes left, and you bring in Sa instead of uh, for Kaya Quintana, then I won't be that happy because it's more unlikely he would make a goal.
0: Okay. I think. And then, just um, something I haven't I haven't checked this today, so I don't know if you guys have had a chance, but obviously. In the game against Castellón, uh, Ishmael got injured, then replaced by Hicham, who yes. then also got injured, which I suppose if he wasn't a Malaga fan would be partially comical. But it's not very good for a team that doesn't have many players. Is there any update? Can, can they play, Even The last
2: news on them is that they have been training, but separate from the group, I think.
0: Okay, and then I suppose my next question would be, if Ishmael... Isn't playing. Who who becomes captain? I can't remember who became captain in the last game. I'm guessing Iskassi maybe. I don't know actually. Who who would you have as captain? I would choose Escazú. Okay. So Alex, you know, do you have any preference for who to fill in as captain if Ishmael can't play?
1: I think Escazú is a good option, and I can't really think of anyone who has played enough for the club to. Take the armband. I'm not. I don't think Juan day's ready yet. I don't think. I think he's like like with Casas. I think he should concentrate on his football. Uh, so I think his cast is a good option.
0: I was I was going to just about to throw that curveball in of Juan de. See if um you think he because he's in the similar sort of mould of Ishmael, isn't he? Of a you know youth player who's stepped up. I, I'm actually still I'm still all for Ishmael being captain. I think he. I don't know. There's something about him which. He feels like a captain to me already. I don't know, but I just really, really like Ishmael, so I would think that. Um, should we go with score predictions? Uh, yes. I'll go Alex first because um, Alex might be realistic and not say mean things about Alcocon. So I'll go Alex first.
1: I'm going for one all.
0: <sighs> That's boring, Alex. <laughs>
1: <laughs> with a with a goal from Caio Quintana.
0: Oh okay, yeah, I'd like to see a Kaya Quintana goal. I think he's done enough running and working hard um sort of selflessly that he's he's earned that. I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go 2 0 Malaga. I'm quite optimistic. I'm I'm feeling this one. Uh Chris, um what do you think the score is gonna be on the devil that is Alcacorn?
2: I would say two um, one for Malaga, because I think Alcorn has a very good team. Um, Don't like so you hate be, them. You hate them. It, it, <laughs> it, it will be very difficult. No, but uh, <laughs> they are a difficult squad to play against. They are a good team. Um, so I would say if two one. I think uh, we will have a tough game against them, and uh, but we will win. Mm-hmm. I
0: hope. So you're saying gangster movie two rom com one. Yes. <laughs> they'll they they they'll, they'll lull us into a false sense of security and make us think they're harmless and hit us. Okay, well, yes. hopefully, hopefully we haven't offended Irish Alex's team too much and uh, he did say he should be able to join us next week to look back on the game. So if we have said anything incorrect or inaccurate about Alcocon, I'd like to apologise in advance if uh, Chris has offended them again because he has apologised once. And then as he was apologizing, I thought, right, he's finished. And then he started <laughs> saying, but, and I was like, no, Chris, stop. Just leave the apology. So we've gone uh, backwards. I, again.
2: I, I, I apologize to both Alex's <laughs> um, for my behavior.
0: Okay. A- and Jack Hart. I know,
2: I know both uh, the, the other Alex listens as well. So Alex, I'm very sorry. I didn't mean it. I <laughs>
0: this, I'm sorry. Well, you can apologise to him in person next week, hopefully. Um, OK, guys, so it's been, I will. it's been much more positive this week. I I, feel, I can feel the energy a bit more this week. I feel a bit chirpier as well. So that is the joy of football. Is there anything you want to mention before you go or anything you want to plug or etc.? Because you guys do the website-y, facebook stuff these days. Yeah, I think we'll
1: just follow our Facebook, follow our Twitter and Instagram and also Vamos Malaga
0: Excellent stuff Um Chris? Vamos
2: Malaga
0: oh, oh, Vamos Malaga Yes Excellent stuff Yeah well just, let's just stick with Vamos Malaga You have been listening to the Gary Cast on Sport Direct Radio Thank you from the three of us and as the other two said Vamos Malaga